Good morning, this is Angela Payton from Grace Through Faith Worship Center, wishing you a happy Saturday morning. I pray that your week uh, was uh, an awesome week, that God really blessed you and that you could uh, feel the anointing and feel the presence of the Lord during your day um, and that you allowed the Holy Spirit to be ushered into your everyday life. That is so important because so many of us, we uh, assume that we only can touch God and bring heaven to earth um, when we're at church, and that is so, so far from the truth. And so I just want to encourage you to let God be into your everyday. Amen? And so we, we just admonish you to do that and practice that. So praise the Lord. So let's just let's just pray before we get started and and just allow the Holy Spirit to come into this session and allow the Holy Spirit to to uh be in this session and that you will see and hear um what God has ha- has for you today. Amen. So Father, we just lift each and every person up that's joining me today on this session. I pray, O oh God, that you would allow the Holy Spirit, I pray that they will allow the Holy Spirit to minister to them where they are, O oh God, and that you will pour the love of Jesus upon them, that they will just sense the peace of God and your breath and your your depth, O oh God. Because when we have a revelation of your love, You said in your word that perfected love, perfect love will cast out any fear. And so we don't even have to worry about it because we know that in your love there is no fear. There is only your peace, serenity, and your joy, and we are who we are, and we can be free. Amen. And so today um, I'm just going to just flow with the Holy Spirit. He has uh, not really given me anything specific to to talk to you about, but I know that God is a faithful God, and that as the as we go on in this session, that He will um, He will uh, talk to you to um, to just hear what God is saying. So. Um, let's go to the scriptures. Let's go to um, let's go to the book of Psalms, and I'm just going to read uh, the first psalm. And I'm calling people uh, join me in this conference. So I just called my husband. So. Um, I'm on, honey, so you want to dial back in, you can. You hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just dialed you in. How are you doing today? I'm well. I'm on, I'm on. Okay, so I'm going to hang up, but this this feature that I'm practicing on, it allows you to actually call a guest in. So, you know, 
we, I can do that and call you in, and, and we can have a, you know, a, a really good conversation if you want to do that a little bit later, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. All right. Okay. Well, praise the Lord. I love that feature. Ooh, that's nice. Okay. Um, let's go to uh, Psalms chapter 1, and I'm just going to read and just believe uh, God will give you a a word in season. I was talking to my uh, husband and was saying how when we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us on a daily basis and just in our every, every day, I find it so exciting when we allow the Holy Spirit just to flow through us because no no one day is ever the same. But we know that when we're in in control of our lives and, you know, we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to flow as he chooses, then we get into a religious mode where there's really no life that's flowing through us on a daily basis. And um, as we reach out to other people in our circle and our friends, even on our jobs, um, uh, you know, in our day-to-day, any interaction that we have and touch points with people, it is so amazing how God will answer prayers and maneuver us and be strategic with us in, in, in supporting um, his, his plan to reach the world and to touch people. And so, you know, sometimes we'll come up against this religious spirit, and even in us when we're tired or we're in our flesh and we're not our optimal best, to be able to, be able to hear the voice of God. And um, so God is, but God is a faithful God. He is so um, amazing that even in our own um selfish acts or even when we're hurt we don't realize that we've been hurt or wounded and even uh for 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 instance um you know even with dealing with our timing on some things and you know the enemy is just he's just nipping at our heels but i thank the lord that even in spite of when he sees someone that is truly in need that he knows that your heart really is to help and to to touch someone that he gives us chance number one, chance number two, chance number three. And so to me that's really humbling and also amazing that in spite of us getting in the way sometimes that he chooses us and he uses us. And some people don't really understand because they don't they don't get you so they say, well, why you may act like that, and then you have to tell them, well, this happened and this happened, and this is why I'm responding this way. And they don't understand your fight and struggle within um, or even how the enemy comes at you multiple ways to, to, to try to discourage you. So that's really why I wanted to have intercessory prayer because I know that, you know, people look at you from the inside out and don't know your heart. Like I was telling a particular person that, you know, if, if God can, God is the only one that uh, can touch your heart, and you can't go and get a pill for that. You can't go to the doctor and say, can you heal my heart? You know, when you're grieved over a scenario or issue that hadn't been resolved, 
you know, you're still dealing with that on an emotional level. And people can say what they want to say, but we do get wounded from our heart, and it takes time for that to heal. But thanks be to God that he will heal the wounded heart. He will heal you where you've been touched and where people have maybe said bad things to you and it hit your heart. You may not have meant it to be there. You may not have meant to take it that way, but it happens because we're human. And so I just wanted to uh, uh, to share that with you because so many people don't feel safe. So they don't tell their business, and I'm saying you shouldn't tell your business, but I'm just saying you, at some point you need to feel safe. You need to feel like this person um, or, you know, even going to the Lord, some people don't feel safe. You know, and we wanna you want you wanna get your heart healed up. And so, um I'm just saying I'm trying to babble in today, but it's just you just want your heart to be healed from anything because it hinders the move of God in your personal life, which you in your public life, you, you're fearful, you're fearful of man. You you can't you know, you just you and the enemy has got you bound by those wounds, whether it's unforgiveness, um, whether it's an issue that wasn't resolved properly, um, heavy relationships that didn't go well, and when we can't get those things resolved, they linger. It's like a wound that never heals. It's like a, you know, it's like a tender area in your heart. But when you allow God to heal your heart, and or you just release it, you know, some scenarios that or some issues or challenges that we have in our life that, unfortunately, they they may not be resolved the way we would have them. But what you can do, you can resolve them by giving them to Jesus and releasing yourself from that scenario or situation and then allowing the Holy Spirit to go to work on behalf of you, especially when you're dealing with relationships, you know, so... You just say, Lord, I release that individual. I'm not holding anything against them. I, matter of fact, I wish them the best. I wish them the best. I wish God just come over and overtake them and just bless them from the time they get up, up in the morning to the time they go lay their head, their little uh, wicked head at night. You just say, Lord, I thank you for them, and I bless them. I don't wish any ill will against them. Because the enemy is the one that is using um, them to attack you, maybe, or using their uh, lack of um, responsiveness to you to attack you. And what you don't want to do is, in, uh, is internalize that. So you just say, Lord, I release them. I love them. You know, Stephen, while he was being stoned, said, don't hold it against them, Lord. Don't put it to their charge. They do not know what they're doing. I mean, literally, while this man was dying, he saw Jesus, he saw the glory of God, and he said, Lord, don't hold it to their account. Now, you know that is phenomenal. So what God is saying is we, even in the most challenging, daring, and in his case, death situation, that he was able to forgive them while they were yet stoning him to death. And so we have pictures in the Bible that tell us how we are to respond. And so, Lord, I just say, Father, we just lift our hearts up to you, even in the most challenging, 
uh, heart-wrenching situations that you, O oh God, will give us the strength to forgive and to release and to let go. And as we come into this Easter season, that we recognize that Jesus is the reason for the season. It's not Easter bunny and 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 eggs and all of that uh, and candy, but it's about what was done on the cross, what we have in Jesus. We are now, um, he is resurrected, he is uh, sitting on the right hand of the Father, and we have peace with our Father now through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have hope. You know, so many people don't have hope. They Beyond this world, for them there is no hope. They don't know what's on the other side. They don't they you know, they just getting through the day, trying to take care of their personal needs. And they see that the world is crumbling around them. And we have an opportunity during this Easter season to reflect on what the Lord has done if you already say, but to share the good news, the good news of Jesus Christ, the good news that there's a remedy for death hell, and the grave, the good news that you can live again, the good news that you can be in the kingdom of God and that you'll never die. You'll never die. You'll transition from one state to another. It's like science. Have you ever seen science where they do these experiments and they will take something as simple as the element of water and the water can be, um, water can come into different forms and fashions. It can be evaporated into the air. It can just be liquid or it can be a solid. You can just freeze it and it can be a solid. But it's still water. Amen? So it transforms into different um, forms, but it's still the content of what it is and who it is is water. So what I'm saying is that's what we are. When we transition from this world, we may be in physical uh, state, uh, in these bodies, but our spirit man and our and 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 who we are will be transitioned into another, into another into a, a new kingdom. Hallelujah! And we will never die, and we will get new bodies that are resilient. They will be immortal. You will forever live, and you will have a body that doesn't expire. Hallelujah! And you're just going to shed off. The uh, the old you, you're gonna shed this 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 flesh that doesn't that 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 doesn't uh, live forever and 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 get wrapped around your new body and be transformed by the power of God. See, the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ lives on the inside of you if you're saved. And so the life force that's inside of the life of Jesus is on the inside of you. So you cannot die. Once you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, you actually transition at that point from death sentence unto life sentence forever. Amen? And so for me, the Easter season is so pivotal because if Jesus, the, the, the strategy for Jesus to come to the earth and to be a human being was one thing and to live this life, but if he had not completed his work, completed his assignment, just like God's asking you, are you going to complete your assignment? Um, 
that we still would be in a fallen state, amen, and separated from our Father God forever. But thanks be to God that he is alive. He has risen from the dead. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave and made a public spectacle, hallelujah, of Satan and his kingdom. You have to understand that Satan and his kingdom is defeated, but he will talk us into and steal, kill, and destroy us, and it is not the truth. So we are here, left here on earth to what? To proclaim the good news, hallelujah, that we will live and we will never die if you accept Jesus into your life. And so for me, it's the final chapter is the celebration of the resurrection of our Lord and what it means. It ushered in the new kingdom. It ushered in the kingdom of our Lord. Hallelujah. And within that kingdom, we have benefits. We have healing for our bodies and our souls and our minds. We have healing for everything and anything that we need. We have financial healing where God will bless us financially. We have prosperity where God wants to prosper us because anything that's alive and living, it has the power of God flowing through it, can't help but replicate and reproduce itself and live forever and never run out. You know, Jesus showed that that we're um, the supernatural power or the supernatural life force, if you will, of, um, of, of, of Jesus Christ and what he's done through the supernatural. It's above the natural. And we can uh, access that those gifts. So it's showing the kingdom benefits that we have, that we can walk in healing, that nothing in us, in our bodies, can malfunction, can, uh, uh, cannot re- reproduce itself and heal itself. You know, I find that so interesting that, you know, our bodies are, are, are uh, shows that it's, it's supposed to be able to mend itself and heal itself. Amen? And so what we're doing when we minister to people healing, we're just ministering to what God is telling us to do. Amen? And so we we need to recognize that and begin to, um, when you see people that need, need healing, all you're doing is mandating the kingdom of God's benefits. You're just, you're just mandating, you're executing, you're, um, uh, uh, taking what is rightfully ours and mandating that. You understand what I mean? So when we're praying for folks for healing, look, that's just a benefit. You know, I, I'm amazed that some people, even today, you know, they say, well, they got this benefit, and you work for uh, a company for 20 years, and they're going to give you benefits. And then some people will walk away and not execute their right for benefits. Well, this is the same thing in the kingdom. You, there's kingdom benefits, and one of the kingdom benefits is healing. 
to be of soundness and hold mind. I don't care what you've done. You have the benefit of health and healing in your body through the shed blood of Jesus. And we are to exercise that right, right and to enforce that right. God has kept us here on earth to enforce those rights of healing. And what the enemy does, he wants you to trick us into saying, well, if it be thy God's will and all of that. No, it is his will because it's in his law. It's in his kingdom rights. You have the right to be healed. You understand what I mean? So we need to enforce those kingdom benefits. But we have to act on it. You cannot go to the bank. You cannot say, well, I'm a millionaire, go to the bank, and you, and not go to the bank and get your money. Yes, that money is sitting in the bank with your name on it, but unless you access it, unless you, in faith, enforce it, like go to the bank and with, make a withdrawal on your benefits that are rightly yours, you will not, you will not ascertain those, those funds. So in faith, we have to go in and access what's rightfully ours. And we do that by just receiving what God is saying and acting as if we believe that we have those benefits. Amen? So it's our belief system, it's our walking in faith, and then it's actually taking authority, which is saying, Look, these benefits are mine. I'm going after them. They belong to us. It's a mindset that it belongs to you. That is what authority is. It's a mindset of understanding, yes, it is mine. Healing is mine. And not allowing the enemy to steal from you. You ever seen pirates? You know, when I was young, for me, you know, people talk about what a thief is, but for me, the big, the the really analogy that I that that hits home for me when you talk about when the enemy tries to kill, steal, and destroy from us is a pirate. Now the pirate knows that it's not his, but that doesn't matter. He gonna go after it anyway, right? He go around stealing folks' stuff. So that's what the enemy does. He's like, yeah, I know it ain't mine. So what? That's his mindset, you know. And he said, well, as long as you're going to let me steal, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to be a pirate and I'm going to take your stuff and I'm going to hold you hostage and I'm going to do all this stuff to you. So we, what we have to understand that we cannot allow the enemy to steal what's rightfully ours. We have to go after our kingdom benefits. One of our kingdom benefits is prosperity. Quite frankly, nobody in the kingdom should be broke, busted, or disgusted. We should have enough money for us and in the overflow. There should be an overflow. Amen. And one, the picture that God's bringing to me is with the woman with the, um, with the, um, uh, when she had, um, was supposed to bless the prophet and she had a bread, uh, some bread or whatever. And, 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 and in that instance, she, she gave it to the prophet and, uh, and they were able to eat for, you know, eat for a long time and she, she thought she was going to die. Look, it, God will give you bread that will never run out. God will give you resources and supply you with things that will never run out. So if you're in that impoverished state, you need to check yourself. Where am I allowing the enemy to come in my, in, into my life? 
sometimes it's through our Lord, our, our attitude. You know, sometimes we've been hurt and we're going through stuff, and we need to allow God to heal us from that because we may get a bad attitude. And then the enemy said, well, I got her here because she got a bad attitude. She had a bad experience. She's still recovering from it, and so I can come in. Sometimes it's with our mouths. Look, our mouths are very powerful. The Lord was telling me a couple of weeks ago or maybe months ago that your your words hold weight. They're just not idle words. And so when we're engaging with, even with one another and talking to one another, if we're not edifying each other, if we're not equipping each other, we're not building each other up, if we're caught up in pride with our mouths and things like that, if we want to tear people down, our closest I would say your closest people are the ones that you're going to have to work the hardest at to edify, build up, and exhort. And if you would get that key, the Holy Spirit will flow like a flood, like a river. You will, your, the, uh, your blessings of God will overtake you. But what the enemy does, he kicks you into pride and says, well, I can treat the people outside better than I can treat my own family. Well, you're the fool because... The enemy has got you where he wants you. You need to learn how to bless your wife. You need to edify, build up, and exhort, and that is the beginning and end of your discussion. It's the same thing with your children. We, we get too complacent with our kids, and we don't edify, build up, and exhort. But I would say the biggest key that most people miss are closest to them are the ones that the enemy will try to get you to do the opposite, and therefore you're defeated before you even start because it's at home base. But if you would do that and you would exercise your right to do that, I will guarantee you will be blessed, your business will be blessed, and things will be falling in your lap because that's just how God works. He said, go work in Jerusalem, then Judea, and then the other parts of the earth. He is and go to Judea outside of the earth and be blessed. He said inside out, at the closest place, then out. And so that's just the key, a nugget, that you need to take hold of it, not rebut it, and go forward and use it. And it takes the humility to say I was wrong and I repent and then I'm going to do right. And that takes maturity. Amen? So when we get ready to be mature, then God and the Holy Spirit is ready to work with us and get, get, get the kingdom business done. So that's all I have to say today. Uh, I bless you. I hope we see you tomorrow on Palm Sunday and on Easter Sunday. Amen. And let's just praise God for the resurrected power of Jesus Christ that's on the inside of us that wants to, that needs to be released into the other parts of the earth. But the other parts of the earth are right there in your home. Don't forget that. Amen. God bless.